0: What do I think is the number one stressor for most service-based business owners like myself? No, it's not actually running your business, though believe me, I know that is right up there. It's actually getting a steady stream of new leads into your business. When you work with clients one-on-one, you know that inevitably you're always chasing that next sale. You need to keep that stream flowing so that you know your business is going to keep growing. Did not mean to rhyme there, you are welcome. A steady source of leads helps you to know that you're going to have some predictability in your business. This helps you to make better financial and hiring decisions, and just better predict your own growth. So especially when you're growing your service-based business online, you need to have something in your arsenal a bit more powerful and predictable than happy client referrals. Now it's time to take some control over your business and fill your inbox with qualified leads so you can grow your business. Let's talk about how you can do just that. You're listening to the Captain Coder Podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you grow your online business. I'm your host, Marisa Skyver, a.k.a. Captain Coder. Now, when you don't have a business front, it can be hard to let people know you're there. Now, think back to the old days, and I mean, older than your parents and maybe even your grandparents. You had a general store that you went to in your just local area. Somebody hung up a sign and people knew you'd shown up in your town to provide a service. Kind of the same thing in video games, if you need (laughs) help with that. There's one general store or armor equipment store in that area of the game, right? Unfortunately, you can't just show up online and hang a come buy it sign to get leads into your business. Competition is not only incredibly high but your ideal customer has a lot of internet to look at. Now, how can you possibly attract them and get them to show up in your inbox? Now, while there are a ton of things you should be doing, you want to start with the right foundation to make it all work together seamlessly. So let's go through just a few of those things that you want to start with. And I want you to pay attention to, um, let's just call it the common theme that's running through here. We'll close with at today's end of today's episode. Now, the first thing is you want to use their language. Attracting your ideal customer requires you to understand your ideal customer. Marketing is really just all about psychology and empathy. You need to ask yourself, what are your customers struggling with? What do they want to do better what results do they want to get for themselves and their own business? Now, you can't show them that you understand them if you don't talk in a way that they understand. If you want to bring more leads into your inbox, you need to speak their lingo. Now, okay, so how do you go about getting out of your own technical jargon? Because this is Honestly, a very difficult thing to do, and put your focus on what your customers care about. Look, the number one thing you can do is join their conversations. Dig into Facebook groups where your ideal customer is hanging out. This can be a gold mine. They're not as popular and they're not as there's not as much conversation in some of these as there have been in the past, but it's still a great place to look at. You can also go look at the comment section for the big influencers in your space. You can do some LinkedIn research or even just go back through and see how your own customers are talking about you and your services by looking at reviews and feedback that you've received. Look, one of the best ways to really understand how your ideal customer thinks is by joining in in the live conversations with these ideal communities online or just get somebody on the phone. You have to really talk to them to understand them. Same goes for talking about or discovering how they talk about their issues. You really just need them to get to talk to you or follow along their conversations and then you're going to start seeing the common thread and what their language is versus maybe what your technical jargon is. Now, the second thing that you can do to get more leads in your inbox is a little bit more active, but that's offering a lead magnet. So once you know how your customers talk, you want to give them a reason to let you talk to them more. Now, the best way to do this is to offer some kind of freebie, in exchange for their email address. You have probably signed up for hundreds of these by now. Commonly, these are called lead magnets, and it can be something that will help your customer get a quick win and showcase how you understand their own personal needs. Now, a lead magnet doesn't have to be that complicated. This could be a simple PDF, a walkthrough guide, a five minute video where you walk them through something, or a private podcast episode that you provide through your email service provider. Most of those like MailChimp, ConvertKit, they all make it pretty easy to set these up as well. Now, not only will this get more people on your email list, which does have the best potential ROI for all of your marketing efforts, it also allows you to capture those colder leads and give them the opportunity to get to know you better. So think about it this way. Someone might not be ready to book a discovery call with you yet because that's kind of a big thing they know they're gonna get sold to, but they might be ready to get on your email list and just get a taste and try out your expertise for a bit. Now, of course, the number three thing that you can do is to use an automated scheduling tool. Like I said, as a service-based business, your prices are probably a little bit higher ticket. You might be selling a recurring contract every month or you're doing one-off projects, but whatever your revenue generator, when you have something that costs a bit more money, you probably need to get a lead on the phone to explain your services and finalize a sale. Now, while many people will call this a discovery call, the basic idea is that you want to get the right people on your calendar and convert them into a sale. The right people, not just a whole bunch of people because that's a waste of everybody's time, but you want the right people on your calendar. Now the problem is when it comes to doing calls like this, trying to schedule those calls to where something works for both people's calendars can be a bit rough. Get rid of the back and forth and put the control in your lead's hands by using a very simple calendar scheduling app. So you can use one in your CRM. HoneyBook offers one. You can use one like Calendly or Acuity, which are just their own little scheduling thing on, the, on their own. Um, but a scheduling app will automatically sync with your master calendar, like your Google calendar, or if you're using Outlook, that's a thing. Um, you can. It'll also sync with that. And it just makes scheduling with you so much easier. Now, you might be sitting here going, wait, how do I control my availability? Because if you're a control freak about your time, kind of like I am, the great thing about these apps is that they allow you to set your availability automatically. So for instance... If you only want to take calls on say a Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning, you can set it up so those are the only times you're available be available, see this five times fast, to book for discovery calls. If you only want to take calls in the morning, if you never want to take a call on a Friday, all of those things can be set up in your app. Now here's the big kicker for me. I don't like not having enough notice for when I'm going to have to have a call. I am an introvert to the extreme. I need to mentally prepare. So I have my system set up so you can't book a call with me unless it's at least 24 to 48 hours ahead. I honestly think most of them are literally set at 36 hours You can't load up my calendar Wednesday morning, for instance, and book a call with me for Wednesday afternoon. That just would throw my whole mental plan for my day, so that wouldn't work very well. So that setup allows me to stay happy (laughs) even when I'm taking more calls than I might naturally be okay with which um if you're an introvert is literally anything over one now you just have to take a few minutes and adjust those calendar availability settings to work for you and your own personal workflow but once you do it it saves you so much time and then it makes it really easy for people there's fewer barriers they're gonna they can jump right on your calendar answer a few questions and get something scheduled and then you don't have to do any work it's just They're just there and ready to go and ready for you to talk to them. Now, my last tip for today is to make sure that you're accessible. And no, I don't mean ignoring boundaries. You do not want to be 100% accessible as a human being. What I'm talking about is when you want to reach a larger audience and get more leads, you need to ensure that you're not excluding anyone from your content. That means following web accessibility best practices to be inclusive and reach your entire audience. Now, I talked about this in more depth just a couple weeks ago, recently in episode 39. So you want to head back and listen to that if you haven't already. That takes you through all of the things that you need to think about when you're getting yourself and your website more accessible. But and it goes into great detail of how you can make that happen. Listen, the only way to be found by everyone in your potential target audience, and to get the maximum leads in your inbox, is to allow everyone the ability to interact with your website and your content. And the only way to do that is by being fully accessible. Now you might um, you might have picked up a common trend. In these four tips today. And that is because what is the best way that you can get more leads into your inbox? You have to optimize your website to attract those leads. Everything I talked about today was about making your website better to bring in those leads and get them in your inbox. Remember how I mentioned that you don't just throw up a shingle and people will come anymore? Your website is your business's home online. It's the shingle that you're throwing up. It's just that in today's reality, you have to do a bit more to stand out amongst your competitors. There are a lot of people. It's not just one general store in a town anymore. It is literally thousands of people. I can hang up my shingle anywhere in the world thanks to the internet, but so can thousands of others that do the exact same thing that I do. In order to compete and get leads, you need to show up and set yourself apart. The best way to do that is to focus on your customer and their needs first and optimize your website accordingly. Thank you all for tuning in to our show this week. To catch more Captain Coder, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now, if you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing and how it can help grow your online business, follow us on Instagram at Captain Coder or visit us online at captcoder.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.